Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Today's show is brought to you by FreedomFirst.tv. Sign up now and get access to exclusive videos American patriots need to watch. It's FreedomFirst.tv. are feeling like strangers in a strange land. Sadly, it's becoming more challenging every day to recognize our own country. Listening to the Midnight Sentinel will help us make sense of the craziness we're seeing and hearing about all around us. We need patriots and Christians who are willing to stand up for the values that made our nation great. Are you ready to be a sentinel? Here's J.D. Rucker. Good morning from partly cloudy Southern California, where it's still part of the communist regime for Gavin Newsom. You're listening to the J.D. Rucker live show. I am J.D. Rucker, and hopefully you're listening live over at Red State Talk Radio, where this show can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Central. If not, you're probably listening to the podcast version, the replay, on uh, on the Midnight Sentinel with J.D. Rucker. You can find that at Apple. You can find that, oh, just about anywhere. Rumble, we've got a pretty good following there. It's fun stuff. Today, I wanted to talk about food. And I know this isn't the second segment. Those who have been listening to me for a while know that usually I go into more prepper stuff in the second segment, but there was this article by Dr. Joseph Merkel that popped, dropped this morning called uh, Why Food Prices Are Expected to Skyrocket. Now, he's been out there pushing this. A lot of people have. I'm very grateful that more and more journalists, especially conservative writers, are talking about the food shortages that Joe Biden warned about, what, two months ago, a month ago? Uh, Food shortages that we've been warning about for, for a long time. Those who don't know, I do have my substack, one of my substacks, lateprepper.substack.com, where I'm expressing, you know, trying to help people out. And I've been doing prepping for approximately a year now. That's like, oh my gosh, this guy's such a novice. And I agree, but I'm not expressing my perspectives. I'm not giving my vast experience that I've accumulated in the last few months. No, it's nothing like that. I put out other people's information, <laughs> okay? I disseminate. That's what I do. I had one lady say, hey, you know, I would I would prefer to get it from more experienced preppers. I'm like, well, that's what you're getting here at lateprepper.substack.com. I'm not making any of this stuff up. I'm not writing it. Or, well, I'm writing it, but I'm not, I'm not coming up with this stuff. These aren't new ideas. I just get to spend two or three hours a day, every day, you know, looking at this. And so looking at prepper stuff. So disseminating it is my goal. But here's the thing. As we look at what's happening, you know, we look at food prices skyrocketing. We look at food shortages coming. We look at, at empty shelves and people are like, oh my gosh, the shelves are so empty. I keep thinking, oh folks, just wait, just wait. You know, it's going to get a lot worse. And when that starts to happen, we're going to see a one of two things, either a degradation of society that occurs over an extended period of time, call it 
call it creeping anarchy that that happens just because there's going to be more and more people who are unable to take care of themselves and their families. So they're going to start getting more and more desperate. That's option one. Option two is that it's quick, it's sudden, and it's kind of like a, a, a domino effect that goes really fast. And there's no creeping anarchy. It's just instantaneous, you know, within a period of a, of a couple of weeks, maybe even a few days where society starts to break down and we have complete societal collapse. Though There will be martial law. There will be anarchy and chaos in the streets and we'll be in very big trouble and there won't just be food shortages for this because the trucks aren't aren't coming in fast enough it'll be food shortages because the, because the trucks are getting hijacked because the stores are being taken over because there are people that are going to be so desperate just to eat and this is where the Biden regime will impose martial law and we'll start to see you know FEMA trucks FEMA camps FEMA everything you know trying to to get a get a handle on this and it won't just be in the United States either this will spread very rapidly because we'll actually be the last ones to see it uh, most believe a lot of you know well and the only ones that who won't truly see it are already oppressed and those are in uh, communist China where they have they have held back and and reserved the vast majority of the world's wheat and the world's rice. They'll be able to feed their people. Now, their people will be oppressed even further as a result, but at least they won't be starving like they are in Shanghai. I mean, they'll be starving, but for different reasons. They'll have enough food. They'll just have to be compliant, and a lot of them won't be, just as they're not all compliant in Shanghai. The point I'm trying to get at is this, and this is, and I'll, I'll get to, to Dr. Merkola's article here, Mercola, his article here in a moment. But I wanted to... I guess, kind of express how things have shifted for a lot of us. And this is a touchy topic because part of me, the, the American patriotic part, wants to say, folks, let's, we're in this together. Let's, you know, get out there. Let's make change. Let's, let's call for legislation. Let's uh, call for le uh, executive action at the city, state, or, or uh, even national level. Or let's file lawsuits, let's have protests. This is the type of problem, okay? Food shortages are the type of problem where there's really nobody we can protest. There's no legislation they could pass that will suddenly make it to where, oh, great, you know, food food prices are going back down, everything's hunky-dory. You know, we can try to expose the lies. This isn't just about Ukraine. And if, if it is, you know, the, the sad part is this. If this is about Ukraine and Russia and the sanctions, then that's not a good thing. Um, if, if, if that's what the administration, the regime is saying, then they're pointing the finger at themselves. Because as I've said multiple times, these sanctions, if their goal was to stop the war, it hasn't worked. All it has done is caused us to suffer, caused Americans and Russians and Australians and everybody else to suffer, right? So why do we have them? They're, they're obviously not effective. They're hurting people, people by the millions, perhaps billions, and yet we still keep pushing them. That's that's illogical. It doesn't make any sense. So generally speaking, with most circumstances, I want to make sure that everything that we're working together as individuals, I'm not talking about collectivism. I'm saying working together towards towards making America strong by making ourselves strong. Right. I'm changing gears just a little bit. And I'm asking people, I'm asking you all to consider, you know, I guess you could say kind of. <laughs> This is hard to say because it really is a big ask, but I'm asking people to, to hunker down and think about yourselves. Think about your families more than anything else, other than God, of course. And you might say, well, yeah, you know, this is general. It's easy. Everybody thinks from, about themselves. Everybody's in it for themselves. Yeah, I get it. But at this point, I think that we need to at least consider the possibility that things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. And I'm asking for not just your sake, but for my sake, that you do take this seriously, that you do get prepared. The more Americans that are prepared, that are, are actually taking care of themselves, that have their food security covered, they have water, they have their, they're able to live without electricity for periods of time, perhaps indefinitely, they can live without running water for periods of time, perhaps indefinitely. The more Americans we have like that, the better the chances are that we will be able to to regroup and or even rebuild if we have to. If society does collapse, 
we're going to need survivors. Now, at this point, a lot of you are probably thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, what is this, you know, doomsday, end of the world crap, you know, what is he talking about? I'm talking about being smart. I'm talking about assessing the situation and not, you know, pointing at everything and saying, oh, don't worry, it'll it'll all be okay. I hope it is. I pray that it is. I'm not trying to suggest that, hey, let's go ahead and and usher in the collapse of the United States. That's what leftists do. What I'm saying is, I don't know if that can be stopped. So we need individuals. We need patriots. We need people who can take care of themselves. The more of you out there who are getting prepared, who are storing food, who are doing the things that we as Americans, for the most part, have never had to even consider, I'm telling you to consider it. I'm telling you to do it. Because if we don't, the more people, we're going to lose friends and allies. We're going to lose people. People are going to, who, who we could normally count on to be patriots and independent thinkers and conservatives and Christians. You know, they're going to be given a choice if they aren't prepared. They're going to be asked you know, either to suffer tremendously, perhaps even die, or you're going to be asked to participate in whatever system that they roll out. The, the, their version of the Great Reset. Maybe it is the Great Reset itself. Maybe it's a mini version here in the United States. But either way, you're going to be beholden to government, beholden to the Biden regime, or to be more accurate, to the powers that be who are controlling the Biden regime. You're going to have to wait in bread lines, literally. You're going to have to beg for extra bottles of water, literally. You're going to have to do all sorts of things. Make Hey, you know, we're here to help. Okay, we're going to help you. We're going to get you everything we need, but we don't want to waste waste that food or, or water on somebody that we think is going to die. So you're going to have to get jabbed. You're going to have to get jabbed if you want to get get in this bread line. Okay, now, unjabbed people don't get in bread lines because they're, they're all dead anyway in our eyes. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be beholden to anybody, especially the government. Now, I'm not warning you for the sake of just you. This is selfish on my part, and you should be thinking along the same lines. We want as many Americans, especially locally, to you and me, we want as many Americans as possible to not be beholden to government, because the more that there are, the harder it's going to be for us to ever be able to recover if any of this happens. If things continue in this trajectory, we are going to collapse. We are going to fall as a nation. It seems to almost be a foregone conclusion. And this is the part where a lot of you are going to turn off because nobody wants to hear this. I don't want to say it. I love the United States of America. I've worked too hard to build my life here, to build my family here, to let it all fall fall to the wayside because of, of evil because of powers and principalities, because of stupid sanctions, because of pandemic panic theater, because of idiot leftists across America, across the world. No, I don't want this this American dream to end. But in the event that it does, in the event that collapse begins, it is as important to me and it should be important to you that there are as many people who are prepared for it as possible. Now, does that mean, all right, let's run to the hills? Well, yeah, actually, for some of you, yes. I can't do that. I'm stuck here in, in communist California. I have, we have medical reasons that well, we're, we're locked. I assure you, I would be in Idaho or Montana or Texas or Tennessee or wherever, someplace other than here, if I could. Just so happens that, that one doctor who, <laughs> one of a handful of doctors in the world who can do what we need him to do, happens to be in, in Los Angeles. So yeah, I'm stuck here in Southern California. Maybe that's where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I'm supposed to be here. I don't know God's plan. I just try to follow it whenever I see the signs, right? And that's all, all the best we can do. But for the rest of you, for everybody else, for everybody, think about what your, what your lifestyle is. Think about what your goals are. Think about how you spend your time. I'm not here to make a pitch for some, you know, sponsor. Yes, I've got a, a food supply sponsor. I'm not even going to mention them. That's not the goal here. I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to make sure that you understand 
that things are bad. Things are likely to get worse. And as much as I, I don't think it will be easy for it to turn around, maybe it's impossible for it to turn around without divine intervention. But either way, I'm going to prepare. What's the old adage? Prepare for the best and or prepare for the worst and hope for the best. That's what I'm going to do because I'm going to pray for the best. And I will be prepared if the worst does come. Or at least I will try my very best to be. So this article, um, I'll put this article over on at noqreport.com. Why food prices are expected to skyrocket. I'm just going to go through the bullet points here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, because a lot of times, yeah, I love Joseph Mercola, but sometimes stuff is a little aged, okay? A little long in the tooth. It's fine because he does in-depth stories and they still bring great value. So this story will be over at noqreport.com. Food shortages and skyrocketing food prices now appear inevitable. The Global Food Price Index hit its highest record recorded level in March 2022, rising 12.6% in a single month. On average, food prices were one-third higher than in March 2021. One-third. In the U.S., food prices rose 9% in 2021 and are predicted to rise another 45 to 5% in the next 12 months. And I would say, folks, on a side note, that that's almost certainly low. Those are... Those are government numbers. I would say the chances are it's going to be at least double or triple what they're expecting, what they're pretending that they're expecting. I think they're expecting it to be really bad. They're just trying to, to hold back the panic. Inflation was already ramping up well before Russia went into Ukraine thanks to the uncontrolled printing of fiat currencies that occurred in response to the COVID pandemic. Governments' COVID responses have also wreaked havoc with global supply chains, causing disruptions that continue to this day. Ukraine has ceased exports of wheat, oats, millet, buckwheat, and cattle, and Russia has banned exports of fertilizer. Together, Russia and Belarus provide nearly 40% of the global exports of, of potash. I mean, I've never known how to pronounce that. Potash? Potash? I don't know. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a part of fertilizer. I've never actually made it or whatever. Whatever. Uh, a key fertilizer ingredient. Russia also exports 48% of the global ammonium nitrate, and combined with Ukraine, they export 28% of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium fertilizers. Experts are now pr predicting fertilizer prices may double as a result of Russia's ban on fertilizer exports. And that's funny because, as I said long in the tooth, I've heard, the numbers I've heard most recently is that they're talking about the fertilizer prices quadrupling here soon. So we'll see. The long-term answer lies in regenerative biodynamic farming, which does not use any chemical inputs. I don't, you know, hey, look, I know one one key point, folks, if you're not familiar with Dr. Mercola, the dude is brilliant, okay? In many ways, he is pretty radical, okay? He's kind of a leftist. In other ways, he's very, very conservative. I would say he's probably the best way to, there's, well, no, I'm not even going to try. There's no way to describe him. But he is, look at his insights and take take with a grain of salt. In this case, he's saying long-term answers, regenerative biodynamic farming. For long-term, sure. I'm worried about getting through the short-term, okay? I want to make sure that I'm putting bread and rice and meat on the table and that you guys are putting bread and rice and meat on the table and that there's enough for those of us who are getting ready. That's, I mean, there's no other way to put it. We've got to get ready. Get prepared now. Today's, the rest of the show is not going to be, I mean, it's, it's all on the same basic topic. I'm not picking three different three different topics today. Okay, in the next, next segment, I'm going to get into prepping again. That's what I like to talk about. I like to talk about prepping and I'm going to be talking about it. You know, this isn't just a political report. We've got to be focused on the current events. And right now, to me, food shortages are among the most important. So, yeah, second segment's going to be about that. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about the economy itself and why I think we may, we may very well be on the verge of full-blown economic collapse, even if the, the food shortage, what's going to hit first? That's the question. It's the only question we have. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. May not be a prepper right now, but either way, you should definitely be preparing for whatever is to come. America seems to be on the brink of multiple major disasters. Supply chain issues to food shortages, cyber attacks, and rumors of war. 
Don't become dependent on government to take care of yourself or your family if more lockdowns, martial law, or empty shelves make survival difficult. Stock up at our wonderful sponsor for prepper supplies. Just go to noqreport.com slash mps. That's noqreport.com slash mps and get your prep on today. Did you know MyPillow.com has many more products than pillows and bedding? With over 150 products offered by this America First company, it's the one-stop shop for many of the items we use every day. Use promo code NOQ to receive the biggest possible discount or call 1-800-862-0382. That's promo code NOQ at MyPillow.com or call 1-800-862-0382. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You might find this hard to believe, but I spend, you know, my downtime from quote-unquote work, (laughs) which I do from the moment I wake up until pretty much the moment I go to sleep with brief breaks to stay involved with the family as much as I can, of course, because I love them, and they they, kind of like me a little bit too, so I don't spend time with them, but my leisurely time, at least for the last six to twelve months, has been spent with reading and watching videos that pertain to prepping, okay? I am a late prepper, as you probably know, so I am not, I I feel like I'm behind the the eight ball on this. I feel like I have so much to learn. This is something I wish I would have started doing a long time ago, but I didn't, so I have a lot of catching up to do. Now, as I go through, I go through these articles, I watch videos, I see a whole lot of great advice. I mean, there are some wonderful, wonderfully experienced preppers out there. And nine times out of ten, well, probably more than that, probably more like 95 times out of 100, when I give you guys advice, it has, it's not me. I didn't come up with any of this stuff. I'm just reading and getting consensus from a lot of different preppers, seeing what ideas seem to work, testing some of them out myself, and reading reviews of products. And yeah, I'm, I'm very tenacious when it comes to this stuff. It's just like, it's, it's, it's important to me because I love my family. You know, I want them to be protected in case things go bad, and I think that they will go bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are going to to go bad here in the in the near future. But even as I read and watch these videos, I do come across the occasional really bad advice. And so I thought, you know what, I might as well do at least one episode, one segment 
on bad advice, things that you might hear out there. If you're doing additional research, which you should, you know, on prepping, getting ready, getting yourself uh, situated, getting your family situated for what happens if there is economic collapse, societal collapse, EMP, zombie invasion, whatever, being ready for, for all that stuff. You should be, be learning as much as you can, practicing whenever you can. But like I said, sometimes I do see some really bad advice, so I thought I would share some of those pieces of bad advice with you. And uh, I'm not here to rip on other preppers, okay? A lot of these people are much smarter than I am. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, I make mistakes all the time, as, as many of you commenters will, will point out <laughs> pretty regularly. Uh, and that's great. I want to make mistakes. I want to learn from my mistakes. I would much rather make a mistake in prepping now than make a mistake when the crap actually does hit the fan. And I don't want those mistakes to come back and haunt me. So I love it when you guys say, hey, no, don't do this. Don't do that. Um, so anyway, so here's here's a, a quick list. It's not that quick, but should be able to fit into a, uh, a brief, brief break or drive as you're listening. So here we go. Uh, number one, and this one, sad part is this one here, actually I heard from one of the preppers that I, I respect the most. Uh, great, great preppers. I'm not going to out who they are. Because again, they're they're very good, and I don't want to embarrass them. But they had recommended those little water packets. Okay, <laughs> those are yeah. The you may have seen them if you're prepping now, or you you've seen them around. They're the little 125 milliliter mylar bags of water. Emergency water is what they're called. And you know, it, most preppers I've talked to say, "Oh no, no, that's terrible. That's a waste." You know, I put the I, I did the math. Okay, so. If you were to buy the those, and, and by the way, there is one minorly, I guess you could say, arguably good use for them, and that's if, you know, put in your bug out bag, but even then, I'd still recommend bottled water. <laughs> that's, it's, it'll be just fine, don't worry. But, um, but yeah, if, if you, you do the math, it comes to approximately 26 or $28 a gallon. Okay, now, if you haven't been water shopping in a while, that's a lot of money. You know, you can get a gallon of water at the grocery store. I think you can still get them for, what, 99 cents? Uh, two bucks, maybe? I don't know. It's not, not expensive. It's definitely not $26 or $28 a gallon, at least not yet. And then you start doing the math, and you need approximately, you know, between one and two gallons of water per day, right? So this this case of, I think, 64, you do the math, it comes to like 1.75 gallons. So in other words, for one person, one case of 64 packets you have to go through and, and drink them all in a one day period, or you know, we'll say between one and two days, you have to drink all those packets. So now you got 64 non-biodegradable, hard to get rid of if, if the infrastructure is collapsed and you don't have garbage collection. <laughs> you got all these packets of Mylar bags sitting around that you really can't use for anything else. So yeah, so uh, best advice, when water is extremely important, get bigger, think bigger than 1.75 liter packets, okay? Um, ideally you can go out there and you can get you a big, huge tank of, of water that you can put outdoors. If you're in that situation, if not, maybe you've got a garage or another area where you can put say a 300 gallon tank, or maybe a couple of 300 gallon tanks that'll last you for a little bit. If you have to, you can go to the five gallon bucket or the five gallon uh, water containers. Um, we, we've got some of those. I've got the collapsible ones cause they're cheaper, but they're going to be harder to stack. So I'm not sure I, I have to figure that part out. Uh, and of course, bottled water, you know, it's not ideal, it's expensive, but it's, it can get you through. One, one of the common things I see in a lot of the prepper recommendation videos and articles is you should probably have approximately two weeks worth of bottled water, whether that's gallon bottles or 16 ounce bottles or whatever, you know, two weeks worth that way, you know, that's, that's a good interim. So you don't have to bust in, out your long-term water, uh, water supplies and start, start digging into those. So yeah, don't buy water packets. Uh, another one, create. This is I thought this one was hilarious. Create a post-apocalyptic gang. Uh, apparently, and I never got to see it. I don't even know what show it was. But apparently, there was a show a while back that was talking to preppers or whatever. And apparently, they they talked to this one group, and they're like, "Yeah, no, you know, we're not we're not going to prep at all. You know, our prep is guns and and ammunition." and uh muscle power and we're we're just going to to uh with when things go really really south we're just going to go around house to house door to door and steal everybody else's prepper supplies so, so 
I don't think I need to dignify that with an explanation of why that's a bad idea. You know, I mean, other than the whole, you, you don't want to be that guy or those those guys. Okay, there will be those guys, by the way. So that's why I'm not against guns by any means. Okay, for for protection to protect your preps from those idiots that are going to be out there trying to take them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Make sure that you're prepared for that. But don't plan on okay. I'm just going to rob everybody else. That's going to be my plan. I actually had a I won't we'll say friend, but a work acquaintance who had that that, that uh, type of mentality. Um, I think I've already told the story before, but I'll go ahead and tell it one more quick time. He, uh, his plan was to buy a little island off like the coast of, of Maine. Uh, you can get them for like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. And he was going to get a barge from like an army surplus sale auction that you can get for a few grand. And then he was going to get rabbits and he's going to put rabbits on this island and he's just going to let them go. And anytime he needed food, he'd go and he'd, he'd catch a few rabbits and they, they're self-replicating. <laughs> he was just gonna eat rabbits for the rest of his life until society returns if it ever does. <sighs> Funny stuff. Okay, um, food buckets. Now I'm not here ripping on food buckets. I want to be clear about that because they they do have their uses, but they're not all created equal. Obviously, I recommend our sponsor, um, noqreport.com/mps will take you to our sponsor that sells great food buckets. Uh, but here's the thing: number one. The food buckets are not created equal. Number two, they're oftentimes kind of wasteful, okay? They're convenient. And that's really, if you're going to get food buckets, it's for convenience, okay? But a lot of times, you know, make sure that you look at what you get for your money. Make sure that, you know, do the math. Take a calculator out, do the math, and see, am I really getting a lot of food from this? Because they always make them seem like, oh, you get this bucket, it's got like 168 servings of, and this, and then you look at it, and it's like oatmeal and milk and dried dried strawberries and nothing against any of those things but you can get those things relatively cheap well not the not the dried strawberry freeze dried strawberries but the other two you can get for cheap and then they've got maybe like creamy chicken rice you know or whatever it's not even doesn't have any actual chicken in it it's just chicken flavored rice uh and you start doing the math and it's like wow you know you're actually getting probably for this 300 hundred dollar bucket you're probably getting you know approximately if you were to buy the components, you, it's probably, you know, 200 bucks worth of food. It's not a total ripoff, again, because you're buying the convenience. And that's the key. Now, one of the things that I'm very adamant about is not applying that same philosophy when it comes to uh, certain items. Like rice, for example. Rice is probably the perfect example. I would never buy, and I have. I made the mistake of doing that in the beginning. I was buying, um, what was it, uh, Augustin Farms rice. Right, because that's okay. You know, I didn't price shop. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't, I wasn't into mylar bags and getting my own buckets and putting in my own oxygen absorbers. I wish I had been because I think I spent like sixty bucks on like a twenty-four pound pail of of rice. Now it's convenient. It's very convenient because you know it's already in mylar. I don't have to do anything with it. I don't even have to open it. You know, but. You can duplicate what they're doing. They're not doing anything special. Okay, they're just taking rice, putting it in a mylar bag, putting in oxygen absorbers, absorbers, heating the heating the uh, uh, the open end so that it's sealed, and throwing it in a bucket and sealing it. Now you can do the same thing, but instead of spending spending like sixty bucks, you can get at the grocery store. Sorry about that. You can get at the grocery store, or you know, I think you might even be able to buy it from Amazon. You can get it for like ten bucks or twelve bucks for like twenty-five pounds. Okay, and some some places you might be able to get it even cheaper. You can get go down to Home Depot and get buckets, five-gallon buckets. I think they're like five bucks. You know, six or seven bucks if you include the lid. And then oxygen absorbers and, and mylar bags. You can get approximate comes to about three or four bucks each for the five-gallon ones. You know, if you're getting a decent one. Now I recommend getting getting the thicker ones, but then those are a little bit more costly. But at the end of the day, as long as you're getting everything in there, you can, bottom line is you can store away uh, 25 pounds of rice for 25 years, just as, as they do. And you could do it for under 20 bucks instead of saying, you know, ordering it for 60 bucks or 70 bucks, or how much they're selling it for. So again, convenience. That's why you do the Mylars. Or the, that's why you, you order buckets. It's not going to be the most cost-effective way to do it. Doing it yourself, putting the time in, getting the food that you like, doing, getting your own oxygen absorbers, getting you know canning. There's uh, there's so many other ways to do it. For me, I like the the easiest way, which to me is the mylar aspect of it. I like mylars and buckets. 
but some people like to, to use number 10 cans, which I do buy number 10 cans of food when they're on sale and, and when I check the prices and, you know, very conscientious of that. I want to make sure that I'm maximizing the food that I'm getting, the quality that I'm getting, and uh, and minimizing the expense. Uh, let's see, number, what is it, four? I don't need to be entertained. I saw this uh, actually on a couple of different peppers. It's like, you know what? I don't need books. I don't need anything. It'll just be me and my family, and we're just going to we're going to enjoy each, other, each other's company until the end comes. Yeah, I think to myself, wow, that's just that's that's awful. Maybe he doesn't spend enough time with his family to realize that that's not really viable, especially if you have children. You need to take entertainment into consideration. Okay, you have to assume that in a bad situation, I'm not saying worst case scenario. You don't have to plan for for the you know, nuclear fallout and, and stuck in a bunker, but you can plan on bugging in. I think that's a safe assessment. That's a safe expectation going forward. And in that scenario, you'll want things to entertain you. Books. I'm a big, avid fan of books. Lots and lots of books. Uh, playing cards, dice, board games, all that stuff. Do not underestimate the boredom and the tedium. And most importantly, the ability for people to lash out at each other if they are not able to to maintain a certain psychological level of happiness, even in the apocalypse. So don't just say, "Oh, we're just going to you know sit around all day and uh, talk and reminisce." And you know, there's not going to be internet. There's not going to be maybe even electric. There's not going to be television. There's not going to be radio. You're going to have to figure out ways to entertain yourself. Now we also do have solar chargers, so we will have access to certain things, video games or whatever but not a whole lot of them, but don't underestimate that. Number five, <laughs> this one. Okay. So I only saw this one one and I'm, I'm still about 50, 50 on whether they were serious or not, but everything else in the article is serious. So it's like, okay, I guess they're not kidding. Uh, using their pets as backup food supply. So apparently, you know, having, having dogs and cats around means that, you know, you should go ahead and, I'm not suggesting that there's never going to come a scenario where you have to hunt your own animals or whatever. But the idea that this person actually wanted us to count, I mean, to the point of um, expressing how many calories in a medium-sized dog. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be that guy. Okay? This, I'm going to leave it at that. Number six, only buy, and this is what they're, this is the bad advice, is to only buy long-term food. You know, I had a comment. Somebody actually, I, I don't generally read very many comments just because, it's just a time issue. It's no, no offense to anybody else, but just a time issue. But I actually had a friend send me a comment. Somebody was saying, oh, you know, why would you recommend, you know, shelf-stable food or MREs or whatever? Because they only have like a five to seven-year shelf life, you know? And I'm thinking, um, because... Five to seven years is a good amount of time. What are you going to eat? Until, I mean, is, is is he suggesting that we should just have long-term food and we start eating that on day one? You know, my plan is I'm going to have short-term food, which is in the pantry, the freezer, and the refrigerator. And I'm going to, to go through the food based on it when it expires. So I'm not going to... My hope, my goal, is that I don't even have to open a single Mylar bag of 25-year food until, you know, two, three, four years into the apocalypse, right? <laughs> so... So no, I, it's okay to not just have freeze-dried mylar bagged food or, or food in, in you know cans or anything like that. You can have regular food. I mean, you should have regular food available to you. So just keep that in mind. And, and to me, you know, MREs, they are expensive. But I also include as MREs, I include uh, any shelf-stable shelf foods, such as like the, I recommend KJ Poultry. But, um, you know, we do keep some Hormel. Hormel, you can get it. It comes like two or three bucks a, a thing for an entire meal. It's like, yeah, that's worth it. Especially when you look at MREs and they're like 10, 15, 20, 30 bucks. So, yeah. Uh, and last one, focus on bugging out instead of bugging in. Now, <clears throat> there's a caveat to that. I Obviously, I, we're focused on bugging in. We want to make sure that, that we are safe and secure. We have bug out bags just in case. But we want to make sure we're not out there getting a bunch of stuff to to be able to bug bug out. We have plenty for that, but our focus is on bugging in. With that said, the caveat is this. Do not get so attached to your preps that you're unwilling to leave if things get really bad. You have to be willing to bug out. And if that means taking all your years of prepping and, and setting it aside, so be it. You gotta do what you gotta do. Because, you know, that's, things, things are gonna get pretty bad out there. So make sure that you are focused on bugging in, in my opinion, others will say different, but I want to bug in, but I want to be ready to bug out if those marauding gangs of people that are going to try to steal my stuff, they come knocking on the door and there's too many of them for me to shoot. So, 
pardon me, after the break, um, I'll be talking about uh, well, the economic collapse itself. So, fun stuff, right? Fun stuff. Stay tuned. In these uncertain times in our economy, precious metals have become the go-to for many investors as they attempt to hedge their portfolios against the uncertainty associated with supply chain issues, inflation, and lockdowns. Our gold guy, Ira, is the best in the business at delivering physical gold or silver to customers across the country. His prices are exceptionally low, and his service is superb. Go to OurGoldGuy.com, that's OurGoldGuy.com, click contact, and tell them J.D. Rucker sent you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now he's offering his Z-Stack supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to ZStackLife.com slash freedom. That's ZStackLife.com slash freedom. Use promo code FREEDOM and get the nutraceuticals Dr. Zelenko recommends to boost your immune system in the age of COVID-19. I've never been much of an economic fear monger, chicken little, I guess you could say. You know, I've always been very concerned about our economies for years. I mean, when I first got into looking at the political world, even in high school, I started realizing, wow, you know, the national debt is is going up and we're not very economically sound, not nearly as economically sound as we were in the, say, between the 40s and 60s, post-World War II era. We made some huge mistakes, especially in the 70s. Started correcting those mistakes a bit in the 80s under Ronald Reagan, and then started making those mistakes once again all the way through, uh, approximately halfway through the, the Clinton administration. But with Bill Clinton, we actually, not due to anything he did, but because of the rise of the internet and the prospects of a digital economy, it seemed as if there was an opportunity, a chance that we could recover, and in many ways we did. We were able to, as a nation, to build up a first budget surplus in forever. And then, and again, I'm not trying to say that Bill Clinton did anything good. He was just the recipient, the beneficiary of, of being the president at the right time when the economy had the opportunity to truly shine. Then comes the Bush administration, and it was just a debacle, economically speaking, and in many ways not just economically, it was very bad. Uh, but to, to, I guess you could say, justify or extend the support that he needed to continue the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war, he made some really liberal fiscal decisions that harmed the nation. Of course, Barack Obama comes along, 
and does his best to absolutely annihilate the economy. He did a very good job of it, and not just with Obamacare. People sometimes forget just how bad of, a, of an economic president Barack Obama really was. The only reason we sometimes forget is because he was even worse when it came to foreign affairs and far worse when it came to the advancement of cultural Marxism, which seems to be his, his legacy today, especially if they can ever get rid of Obamacare. Of course, we would hope, you know, I even, but I want to be clear, during the Obama years, I still didn't say, oh my gosh, this is it. You know, the U.S. economy is going to, to be destroyed. Now, I did have a little bit of concern. <laughs> I had enough of concern to get a, get a few bug out bags and, uh, and some extra food for long-term storage, but not a lot. You know, I wasn't a prepper per se back then, just, just in case I got a little concerned about Obamacare. But then you go through to the Trump years, and it, things looked like they were going to get better. They were getting better, economically speaking. And it was my hope that if Trump could get another term, and then if we could extend beyond that and continue with those economic policies, and even make some better ones, because Trump's policies were not perfect by any means. He did great for business. He did great for, for jobs. He did great for the stock market, but he did not do very great at all when it came to reducing the deficit, which he, he did not. He expanded the deficit, and he did not do a very good job with, with addressing the national debt. Now, you could say that those weren't his fault because you know that's, those are the responsibilities of Congress, but, and that's true, but again, a, a strong president can and should have been able to overcome any objections from rhinos and uh, and the and democrats he should have been able to to be more fiscally conservative so but my hope was look we're heading in the right direction we're accumulating wealth as a nation for the first time in forever we're becoming energy independent things are looking good we just need to get trump in for four more years and then hope to get somebody who is maybe prepared for stewardship of an economy that does tighten the belt a little bit in order to save ourselves for the next 50 to 100 years. That could have been done. It can be done in approximately, well, maybe not now, but at least back then, you know, three, four years ago, I could foresee us getting back on track with not just good jobs and good business, but also with reducing budgets and fixing our national debt crisis, which it, it is a crisis. It was a crisis before we exploded it another $10 trillion recently. So I thought, you know, we just need to get Trump in again and then maybe another at least one, perhaps two terms. And in essence, with, within 10 to, to 15 years, we could get back on track. That's, again, why I was never, I've always looked at this long term. I've always looked at this, is the economy going to survive in the short term and long term? I've never had a doubt about its survival short term. I've had many, many doubts about its survival long term. But things changed. The 2020 election was stolen. And then we got Joe Biden, and you could blame Pandemic Panic Theater, which did, by the way, start with Trump, okay, started with two weeks to, to slow the spread or flatten the curve or whatever. I, I am a huge Trump supporter, but I'm not going to sit back and say, oh, he did nothing wrong. He, he listened to the wrong people, especially when it came to the pandemic. We should never have locked down at all, period. But that's a whole other discussion for another day. Point being is that, is that after they installed Joe Biden, as the quote-unquote president of the United States, things got worse. And then you could say, well, there was Ukraine as well. And I know that the White House loves to say, oh, this is Putin's price hikes. But let's face it, gas prices, food prices, shortages, infrastructure, um, supply chain issues. These were all all happening long before a troop, a Russian troop entered Ukraine and of course, energy independence was tossed out the window practically on day one of the Biden-Harris regime. Throw in illegal immigration and everything else that's happening that is affecting our economy. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I'm actually concerned. I'm very, very, very worried to the point that I'm not certain we can get through this. I'm not certain that we're going to make it through as a nation, that we're going to be able to survive based upon, I'm not trying to be a partisan hack here, I'm just saying it really is based upon the actions of the Biden regime, especially as it pertains to Russia and Ukraine. They set in motion a seemingly irreversible 
a path of destruction that we're now on, a path of destruction that I cannot foresee a single non-divine way of getting out of it. I really don't. And that's an article that I want to bring up here in a minute. Now, I want to be clear because part of what I do here is to make sure that I'm not just out here you know, screeching about all the bad things or, or hooraying about all the good things. I want action. And today, folks, unfortunately, I don't know if there's an action that we as individuals or even collectively as a people can take to reverse the course that we're currently on, the trajectory of doom and destruction from an economic perspective that the United States currently finds itself on. So my recommendation, my course of action that I'm going to be taking, that I'm going to be recommending my listeners and readers all take is to start making sure that you are personally, you and your family are prepared. Uh, long before, you know, I, I, I want to tell you a quick story and then I'll get to the, the article from Free West Media. Long before uh, I got a gold sponsor, I was courted for by at least, I would say, somewhere between a dozen and maybe as many as 20 different gold companies, gold people, gold, silver, you know, paper gold, real gold, everything. You know, just, hey, we precious metals, here, we'll pay you this, here, we'll pay you that. Oh, you know, you, you, you'll make thousands, tens of thousands, tons of money. I, I didn't pull the trigger. It's not that I didn't want a precious metals supplier, a precious metals sponsor. It's because I couldn't find one that I liked. I couldn't find one that I trusted. Finally, late last year, and this is how recent it's been, late last year, I started talking to Our Gold Guy. You can find him at OurGoldGuy.com. His company is small, but they are extremely attentive. The prices are incredible, and he just shoots straight. I mean, I got a compliment from one of his one of his recent customers. He says, I, I want to thank you for, for turning me towards him because unlike everybody else that I've spoken to, he wasn't sitting there bugging me every 10 minutes saying, hey, are you ready to pull the trigger? Hey, are you ready to pull the trigger? Hey, gold's going to go up to $3,000 an ounce. Hey, hey. You know, he's he just told me how it was, said, waited patiently for me to do my thing. And I did. And I bought from Ira. So that was a good thing. Again, OurGoldGuy.com. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm going to recommend for the first time on this show, I'm going to recommend strongly and adamantly that if you have wealth, I'm not talking about if you've got an extra three grand in your in your bank account and, and you want to get prepared. If, if that's the case, then hey, <laughs> best thing to do is to get, get uh, extra long-term storage food and ammunition and water, okay? Or maybe use that money to try to get out of the city if you're in the city or, or figure something out in that regard. Because $3,000 worth of gold or silver is not going to protect you in the future. I, I assure you, that's not. You'll be better off with, with ammunition and food and, uh, and water for sure. But if you do have wealth that you need to protect, the best way to do that is to go to OurGoldGuy.com and... Fill out a form. Be sure to tell them J.D. Rucker sent you. I would appreciate that greatly. But you know, even if you don't, I don't, I, I don't want to say I don't care, but the important thing here is not help me out. It's to help yourself out. Right now is not the time to sit and think, oh, I wonder if the, if the dollar is going to rebound. I wonder if it's going to be going up. I wonder if, if our money is secure in the bank. I wonder about interest rate. No, it's time to take at least a good chunk. Not all of it. I mean, don't, don't spend your entire fortune on gold or silver or anything like that, but, but hedge yourself. Make sure that you have some physical gold ready and available and on hand, especially to be able to protect your property. There's going to come a time, perhaps in the very near future, where government's going to come knocking on everybody's door. And those who are, were reliant on these other forms of currency, these other forms of, of investments, they're going to be in big trouble. I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I'm just saying the way that we're heading, I don't see that as not changing without divine intervention. If God wants to step in and say, nope, America, you know, we're, we're giving you a reprieve. You know, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Okay. But anything short of that, I don't see Biden or Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell or anybody being able to reverse that. Not even Trump in 2024, 2025, not even Ron DeSantis or anybody like that. Because by that time, folks, we're on a very rapid decline. I don't think we're going to make it to the next presidential election as a nation without being in extreme dire straits. 
if we are still a world power at that point, and that's a, that's a blessing. If we still exist at this point, that too is a blessing. I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I, can't, I have to repeat that. I'm just looking at the writing on the wall. So visit OurGoldGuy.com and, and get, get going. So this article, the sad part about Free West Media, I love the site. They do a lot of translations for us. They, they, they're able to find a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, stories that are outside of the United States that are in foreign languages, and they get them translated, and, and, that's what, and they give us permission to, to reprint them over at NOQReport.com if you want to follow along. But this particular article, it's called A, financial, a New Financial World is Born. And I'm going to read parts of it very quickly. Even if this is not the birth of a new world order, at least it will be the birth of a new financial one. Such a turning point was proclaimed by Zoltan Pozar, the interest rate strategist at the major Swiss bank Credit Suisse, in a widely acclaimed paper of, uh, of March 7th entitled Bretton Woods 3. Now, if you're not familiar with Bretton Woods 1 and 2, I would suggest definitely looking into that because that's what's going to be changing. And I don't, I don't agree with everything that's being said here, but I agree with it in general. Uh, Pozar is not an outsider. In his position at the New York Federal Reserve and as an advisor to the U.S. Treasury Department, he had insight into the background and processes behind the great financial crisis of 2008. He knows the strengths and weaknesses of the dollar system. The foundation of the system, he noted, crumbled when the West confiscated Russia's foreign exchange reserve. Why is the freeze on Russia's foreign exchange reserve a game changer? That's a good question. Freezing, or rather confiscating, Russia's foreign exchange reserves annuls the rules of the of procedure of Bretton Woods 1 and 2, namely the security and availability of foreign exchange reserves. Unlike gold, the dollar and euro are not physically tangible apart from cash, but only booked in on the computers at the Western banking system. In China's case, it's the equivalent of well, $3,400,000,000. dollars. India has accumulated $632 billion, Saudi Arabia $441 billion. In the worst case, could these funds also be blocked in, and thus become useless? Of course. After all, Joe Biden has already uh, described the Saudi mo monarchy as a pariah country. So it makes sense to increasingly decouple Chinese, Arab, and Indian foreign trade, not to mention Russia, from the dollar. I would encourage you to read this entire article because, and it's not long, by the way, I would encourage you to read the entire article because it does portend a very dire future. It portends a future in which once more nations start decoupling from the dollar, once the dollar is basically no longer the world reserve currency, we're in trouble. That 30 plus trillion dollar debt, that's protected currently by the fact that we are the world reserve currency. In other words, they, we can't collapse because if we collapse, we take the entire world with us. We're tethered, or I should say they're tethered to us. Once that starts to crumble and once people, other nations, even allies, start looking for alternatives, because they don't trust our financial system anymore, and why should they, considering what the Biden regime is doing? Once that starts happening, we are toast. Our economy will crumble, will collapse. Now, we will still be, Lord willing, when this happens, we will still be somewhat of a world power because of our military, because of our resources, our technology, and, and there's a lot of things we have still going for us, but we won't be the world power. The dissolution of the uniparty, the uniparty, the unipower system, which we have today, the United States is the world power. That's quickly changing, and it will change irreversibly in the future to a a multipolar system, in which there are many world powers, perhaps ten, if you're comparing this to Bible prophecy. And if that's the situation, then we are in very big trouble. You might say, "Oh no, well, you know, there's." It couldn't be that bad. No, it will be that bad because we are so used to being the top dog. We are so used to not being beholden to others, just as the rest of the world is in many ways beholden to us. We're not used to that. So we will crumble very quickly as a society. That's why I say buy physical gold and silver. Get guns and ammunition. Get get uh, get water. Get prepared. There's a, I've only been a prepper myself for, for a short period of time, less than a year. Man, it's it's hard. It's getting harder to even get prepared. So. Stay
Stay tuned. Read the article over at NOQReport.com. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.